The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. And uh, it's July 19th, Tuesday morning, and we're glad you're with us and greatly appreciate the privilege we have to be part of your day. If you're following along with us in the Bible or on your phone or tablet, we are in Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, we're going to look at verses 17 uh, through 20 this morning as we're kind of transitioning. So we finish up the thought of the light and darkness and what we need to do with it. And then there's this kind of gap in the middle that really talks about some very important truths for us as Christians, for us as churchgoers, for us those that believe in Jesus and follow Jesus. And then we move in, starting in verse 21, which will be tomorrow, we jump into the section of Ephesians 5 that deals with family and relationships. And please understand, I know it talks about mothers and fathers and wives and husbands and all that in Ephesians, second half of Ephesians 5. But please understand that the truths in there match every type of relationship you're in. And so if you ignore that because you're not married or things of that, you're missing out on some powerful truths, needed truths for your daily lives in every part of life. We'll talk about that over the next few days. But today, um, we're going to finish up these verses prior to that, talking about another great need for us as Christians. Down in verse 17, picking up where we left off yesterday, Ephesians 5 verse 17, Wherefore, be ye not unwise... But understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what we're going to do is what we normally do is we're going to walk through these verses and unpack them because without there's no really, need, no really need to create an outline or anything here because it's just a bunch of great principles that we're going to look at over the next few verses that are poignant and absolutely necessary and hopefully encouraging to you. He says in verse 17, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Now, he ends talking about the idea of the darkness and the light, that we have light if we're willing to wake up, be alive, and to be wake up and to follow him and to allow God to influence us. The Bible says Christ will give us light. And so, be, he goes, be, here's the thing we say in verse 17, be ye not unwise, but understanding. Those two phrases give the reference of an active tense. These are what I'm doing, what I'm choosing to do. So be ye not unwise. I can choose to live in ignorance. I can choose to live outside of what God wants. I can choose to claim to not really know what the Bible says. As if I do, I can choose to ignore what the Bible is saying in these situations. Either way we look at this, I can claim that I'm not really sure, and I, as the Bible says, can be unwise. I can be not understanding what God's will is. God's will is, not, never, is never expected to be tricky. It's not supposed to be something hard to find. It's supposed to be simplistic if we walk with Him. And if it's not, it's going to be mostly because we're not looking for it. We're not trying to follow it. So be not wise, but understanding what God's will for you is. There's His, his, his standard will for everyone. He wants everyone to be saved in church, growing things of that nature. But then his his specific, we call that his general will, then his his specific will. And that's for you. By the way, I don't believe that you can ever learn the specific will of God in your life until you followed the general will. If you're not in church and growing in a church, you're never going to know what God has for you. 
If you're not engaged in those type of things, you're going to miss out on a lot. And different seasons of life bring different uh, complications. I get that. But ultimately, there needs to be people around you, the call out assembly, that helps us to know our gifts and how we can use them. So that's an important part. But then we move on, you know, then he moves on to verse number 18. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, I'm not going to get into the debate over alcohol. I have, I have my opinions on it and what I believe the Bible teaches. My goal today is help you to see what he's talking about here. When you see somebody who is drunk with wine, they are controlled. They are controlled with alcohol. Uh, they lose their inhibitions many times, completely forgetting what took place. And because they completely lose their inhibitions, they say things and they do things and participate in things that otherwise they would not if they were in their right mind. They're under the influence, we call it today. They drive under the influence, they do certain things. And frankly, sometimes they wake up the next day realizing some major mistakes they have made due to the influence of the alcohol. We know that. No one is surprised by the control of that, what happens when we are under the influence of something. That phrase, under the influence, is what God wants us to say. Be filled with the Spirit. Be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Similar to the way that alcohol will drive somebody to do something that they later regret. We need to have that same loud power allowing in our life from God. And by the way, you won't wake up the next day regretting being filled with the Spirit. Uh, you'll regret not being in it. And it's pretty obvious. People often have been said, how do you know when you're filled with the Spirit? I think the better way to look at it is we generally recognize when we're not filled with the Spirit. So it's pretty obvious generally. It, it, you know, when you're living a sin and struggling, battling, and everything seems, you know, you're just ready to fight everybody, probably not filled with the Spirit. Um, and, and you can grieve it with sin and things of that nature. So he's saying just like somebody who you see is controlled and generally acting foolishly due to alcohol, we should be controlled by the Spirit, which would do anything but never be foolishness. It would drive us in the right direction. So when we're ready to fight and battle and, and overreact over the things of the world or other people or our anger, whatever it is, when I'm filled with the Spirit, I am influenced I am directed, I am guided in a way that goes against my natural stint, which is wrong. So it's important, just like the influence that alcohol can have negatively, God gives it to us biblically and helpfully. Verse 19, he says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. It's interesting when it says, speaking to yourselves, but it's in plural. Obviously, he's talking to the church. Here's, here's another way it could be saying, speaking among yourselves. And songs and the two can be either one of those. Here's the premise. In church, around, surrounded by people, we are speaking around ourselves and singing around ourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody in our heart to the Lord. A corporate worship service is what he's talking about here. Now, again, he talks about songs, hymns, spiritual songs, and, and we literally, there are different types of music different types of music. Some music would talk just about worship to God. Some music spends a lot of time talking about my experience to God. Um, a haven of, I anchored my soul in the haven of rest. It's me finding comfort. It is well talks about me finding strength and comfort from God. Great is thy faithfulness. You see the differences. And there's other songs. Some of the newer songs come out, worship, worshipful things of that nature. The simple premise is there's not just one style of song. God never intended there to be just one style of song. There's a plethora, if we can say that, of good Christian music out there that is helpful, that is encouraging, that we can branch out and we should engage in. The key is this. 
The key is not the debate over the music. The key is that we are getting in and using all of the different, all the different things that God has given us out there. And by the way, for those that say music hasn't changed since the 70s, then it shouldn't have changed since the 1700s. We shouldn't have had that music. I, we've got to be very careful that God brings new music and that's nothing wrong with that. There's good stuff out there as long as it's doctrinal and it's following what God has for us. It's good music and we should be engaged in that. The premise here, though, is not the debate on music. The premise here is the fact that we need to come in worship, in corporate worship. There's something powerful, encouraging, and instructive about being surrounded by other people as we lift up our voices to God. And then he says in verse 20, giving thanks. Now catch this. I'm just going to clarify what he's saying because he's, well, God says it pretty easy, clear, and open here. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. Now, how can I give thanks for this, God? How can I give thanks for this? He says, giving thanks always for all things. Yes, the battles, the good and the bad, because God is fully aware of what's going on. So he's got something for you. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean you like it. It doesn't mean you are so excited it's there. It just means, God, thank you for allowing this to come. Thank you for the, your grace to endure it. Thank you, as we mentioned Sunday morning in the message, thank you for the presence that you give to me and the battles that I face and how much you love me personally. Thank you, Lord, for those things. But he also concludes verse 20. We're giving thanks in all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? That is such an important phrase. Too many people today think that when we say in our prayers, in Jesus' name, or things like that, it's just a trite phrase. And if it is to you, I'm sorry, it shouldn't be. It's a reminder. I think it should be part of prayer. It's a reminder. We are to give thanks. We don't come to God in our name. We come to God in the name of Jesus. It's not just a phrase we use. We can start our prayer. It can be the middle of our prayer. It can conclude our prayer. But the fact is, it is a constant reminder that I don't come to God because of who I am. I come to God because of who Jesus is and who I am in Him. So I do. I do believe that it is something that needs to be part of our prayer. And I think we miss out on the doctrinal truth when we decide to move it out because we think it's a trite part of prayer. It's no trite part of prayer. It is a constant doctrinal reminder that I don't come to God on my own. I come to God through Christ, through my salvation, through the adoption, and the fact that He is a mediator. That is when I come to prayer. I don't think God doesn't hear us and we don't say it, but I think it's powerfully a great reminder that it is through Christ that we find our hope in God. So maybe, maybe challenge us to look for the God's will, be filled with His Spirit, truly being influenced by it, being involved in worship, and through all of that, being thankful to God for all that He's done in our lives. Well, again, thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning and giving me a chance to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate the privilege and the opportunity to be part of your day. I hope it's a help, hope it's an encouragement, and I hope it inspires you. you. know, God's got a plan for you, and He's got something special. Keep your eyes on Him and watch and see how He'll work in your life. Again, thanks for joining us this morning, and we hope you join us again tomorrow.